0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, the Florida Coaches Coalition. We coach the global community of women in high school sports and Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You need to add these four organizations to your network. Uh, you'd be amazed at all the things that they can provide for you, your coaches and your program. And now, don't hit that fast-forward button. Stay with us for about three minutes. Uh, Listen to our podcast sponsorship messages. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com right now and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. Their products not only generate income for your athletic department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. One of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Get started today. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years and it was just fantastic. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school and our coaches all loved Huddle, volleyball, basketball, soccer, you name it. Huddle gave us the tools that our teams, our coaches, our athletes needed to play at the next level. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. The kids today are on social media, and if you're not creating uh, announcements for games, for athletes, for teams you're really missing out. And the folks at Gipper can help you do it. Use our podcast code ADPOD10. You'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile, the parent company of an entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Go to SnapRaise.com. That's SnapRaise.com. Check them all out, but especially check out SnapRaise, their fundraising platform we used it our coaches loved it our parents loved it and it works they'll help schools just like yours raise over 700 million dollars they even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser so go to snapraise.com get started today we want to say thanks to hometown ticketing the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges if you're not selling your tickets online You need to go to Hometown Ticketing and get started. They're going to set it up for you. Uh, They'll show you how to uh, sell online tickets for all your games, for all your events, graduation, school dances, you name it. And the best part, every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. The Wall of Fame is actually a touchscreen interactive video console that's going to highlight your school's uh, academic, athletic, and artistic achievements, both past and present. But it also allows you to tell compelling stories to engage your audience and your stakeholders. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products, and when you're ready to buy Go to the link, vital signs, wall of slash Jake, and you get 10% off that's vital signs, wall of fame. Check them out today. We also want to thank a brand new sponsor district one, go to district one.com for a better uniform experience. That's district followed by W O N. And you're going to feel like you won because District 1 offers you fully custom premium uniforms. It's on-time delivery, just 20 business days. And here's the deal. You can order one-at-a-time replacements. You don't have to order an entire set just because you want to replace one or two. Stop dealing with late deliveries. Go to district1.com. That's district with W-O-N on the back end. Click the team gear button for your free quote, district one.com. And we want to thank athletic surveys by lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey for your school that will allow you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Athletic directors usually only hear back from that 2% that want to complain. And we need to hear from them, but you also need to hear from the 98% that love and support your program. And that's where Athletic Surveys comes in. Once again, go to AthleticSurveys.com. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're staying right here in Florida today, and we're going to be visiting with Kelly Marcinek. Kelly's a former D1 athlete, She's currently the Chief Operating Officer for the Florida Coaches Coalition. We're going to hear about that as we get into the podcast, but uh, Kelly, welcome, and uh, thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
0: Well, uh, we connected when um, uh, you know we did an interview with uh, another member of uh, the Florida Coaches Coalition, uh, but that's enough about him, uh, so we're excited to... Uh, hear your background and, and your take and obviously share with our listeners you know what the Florida Coaches Coalition is what it's uh, doing and, and why it's important but let's go and jump right in we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests so give us that quick bio where you were born you know where you grew up high school maybe take us up through your college days and then we'll take a break and come back and hear about your early career but what's the yeah. Kelly Marsenech origin story?
1: So I am originally from a small town right outside of Chicago. It's called Crete, Illinois. I, yeah, I was like the only one out of my family. We lived far away from everyone. So we we had to drive everywhere we went for all sports. So I actually, high school wise, I started at one high school that was closer to my house. And then kind of after my father passed away, which is funny, today's actually the anniversary so that we're doing this today. This is, you know, a good day. But so after my first high school, my sophomore year, I transferred to another one in the actual city of Chicago, and that was kind of better overall for my academics, I will say if it wasn't for that school I would not have been a division one athlete, so that was a big deal for me and I am very thankful for those coaches and teachers, and all that. And yeah, so then they helped me get recruited. I went to Kennesaw State down in Atlanta, or just north of Atlanta, in Kennesaw, Kennesaw, Georgia. And that, I can't tell you enough, I love that school more than anything. I owe a lot to those coaches and the players. Obviously, college is tough, but they made it fun. And that coach became more of like a father to me. And everybody, the whole staff was like my family, so I do miss it. I miss that aspect of it, but I don't miss all that goes with it for sure. But yeah, here we are.
0: Yeah. Um, appreciate you sharing all that. Um, want to go back to your high school days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we hear a lot, um, and again, I'm not, uh, you know, trying to fish for a particular answer. I'm curious as to how your experience was. We hear a lot about, um, you know, division one athletes, particularly with volleyball and how, uh, they, um, they sort of downplay their high school experience and talk more about their club experience. How was that for you? Um,
1: yeah, so my, I played for one of, if not the top, um, clubs in Chicago, first Alliance, so my sophomore year of high school, I went to them, me and a couple of friends, we switched clubs and we went over to them and we actually won the national championship that year. So it was a great switch. That's for sure. Definitely club is for volleyball. That's the biggest thing. That's where you're going to get found and get recruited and everything. And then, so we won my, what was that? My 16th year and my 18th year, we won the championships. So yeah. it was a big deal. That helped.
0: Now, did you also play for your high school team? Uh, And, you know, how um, were you able to transfer some of that success uh, to that group? Because obviously, you know, club is a collection of very elite players, and not every high school has that. So how was your high school experience?
1: So my first high school was not – they were not good. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I'm a very competitive person, and it was really tough to kind of be somewhere where the level – there was no elite level really there. So transferring to my second school, that was huge. I mean, they were one of the top schools in the city. So we had a major rivalries. So that was a lot of fun too. It was fun to have, you know, that whole high school experience and having all your friends there to watch you play and just the whole city and cousins and family and all that.
0: Yeah, Let's go ahead and talk now about your college experience. Uh, when you came in, um, any... I want you to tell your story. But, uh, you know, how was that? Were you a starter from the very beginning? Uh, Did you have to work and grind to find that position? You know, what, what do you remember about your college days?
1: Yeah, so I think to finalize, speaking of high school, I actually did it as a young kid. I didn't realize how important grades really were. And Until I transferred into that second high school, that's when they really started putting the pressure on me. Like, you're not going to be able to get into these schools. And when I was trying to get recruited and they weren't, they were telling me that my grades weren't good enough. It was a huge disappointment as a kid. When you make this list of schools, your dream schools, and you can't go to them. Well, when I found Kennesaw State, they, I had a recruiting director that knew the coach there, and he was about to get the job for Kennesaw. And my recruiting director said, I have a girl for you when you get the job. And so I knew I had to get my grades up. Well, that coach actually stuck his neck out for me, even with the school board. So usually when every kid, you know, is kind of letting second semester of senior year of high school, doesn't matter. To me, it mattered more than anything. I had to get the best grades I've ever gotten in my life. So that coach from the jump just showed me like how invested he was in me. So that in turn, and the opportunity he was giving me, I wanted to obviously be more invested in him as well. So yeah, from the beginning, they were, the coach really said, please just believe in me because the level of the team wasn't exactly there. They were very good players. Don't get me wrong. It was division one college, but there was a lot of growth it that needed to happen. So I kind of was along for the journey and he put a lot of trust in me to kind of like help the team and bring that level of intensity. And then throughout my four years, it, yeah, their program has elevated to significant heights. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, that, that's one thing I would always talk with uh, our student athletes when I was an athletic director about, you know, what type of program do you want to go to? Do you want to go to a program that's, you know, been, you know, conference champions and and at the national level for 10 years? Or, you know, do you want to be? part of something that builds a program and, and, you know, create your own history and your own name there, you know, very, very cool. Yeah. That's that had to be a a great experience. What's one thing that I know you mentioned the coaches and I'm sure you're going to talk about them when we get to mentors, but what's one thing that really sticks out for you uh, a game moment uh, from your time at Kennesaw?
1: Um, I think so not many people know this, but I actually played my entire freshman year, with a torn labrum and rotator cuff. And there was many talks kind of in the beginning of the season of having surgery or not. And I was just kind of like, nah, it's okay. So I actually rarely practiced. And of course the seniors didn't like that a freshman wasn't practicing but was playing in the games. But um, actually finishing that freshman year and I won freshman of the year for the Atlantic Sun Conference was kind of my, for me, it was like, I, you know kind of persevered through all that pain and yeah. That was kind of my biggest moment for me.
0: Uh, uh, good for you. And again, we, we all get that, uh, our, our listeners, I'm sure. you know, st- mm-hmm. Student-athletes not practicing, but yet you're showing up to the game. At the same time, I'm going to bet you had a pretty good game, and they were grateful you were out there on the floor too. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> for our listeners, uh, our guest today is Kelly Marcinec. She is the Chief Operating Officer for the Florida Coaches Coalition. We're going to hear more about that uh, later in the show, but let's go and take our first break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, and see their tables and their boards in action. They not only generate income for your department, They also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. One of the best purchases I ever made was my Sideline Interactive indoor score table. You know, it's just great. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Get started today. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a head football coach, I used Huddle for years, and it was just fantastic. But when I became an athletic director... Our school was a huddle school and our coaches, you know, basketball, volleyball, soccer, you name it, just love the tools that huddle provided our school, our teams and our student athletes to play at their highest level. Go to huddle.com and see why we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users. Turn your school into a huddle school. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Kelly Marcinik. She's with the Florida Coaches Coalition. Kelly, uh, you shared with us, you know, that um, college experience at uh, Kennesaw, you know, playing volleyball, you know, D one, all sorts of uh, exciting stories. I'm sure. Now college is over. Um, at that point, you know, what were some of your goals? Uh, what What did you want to do? And you know, what has been your journey since then? that's brought you now to the Florida Coaches Coalition.
1: Yeah, so I was one of the lucky ones that did receive a full scholarship for college. So I was very thankful for that. But kind of when, you know, that was that time was dwindling down, it was like, okay, it's time for the real world. So about my senior year last semester, obviously the season was over already. So I was kind of like, okay, it's up to you now. you got to make the money. So I... Kind of started from the bottom and I started in the restaurant industry, started working with some friends and kind of worked my way up through there. I loved it. I learned a lot of life skills that I think everybody should have to work in that hospitality industry at some point. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of different roles kind of with them. I did events. I did all kinds of, I was a bartender. I did it all. And then, you know, a few odd end jobs here and there. And then during COVID, it actually Got me to move down to Florida. That was kind of my dream. And I was just like, let's do it. I had just applied for a job before everything had happened. Kind of what it did, they were like, we don't know when you can start, but we want to hire you. Well, during all that time, I saw that they had an office down here in Tampa. So I said, hey, would you care if I started there instead? And they were like, no. And as soon as they said no, I was like, okay, I guess I got to go. Like, I just asked for this. Now I got to go. Well, I moved down here and I showed up for work and found out that I was actually going to be a door-to-door salesman, not realizing that's what I signed up for. I thought it was some kind of marketing position. Needless to say, it was door-to-door marketing. Honestly, another job that I recommend people have their kids do at some point, because you just, you can't be scared. You have to go knock on the door if you want to make, you know, make it, you got to figure it out. You have to have the confidence and it makes you learn all these different personalities. So as much as I hated it, I will say that I actually did love it too, because it got me to work outside and just hear a lot of different stories from a lot of different people. So then after that, just I kind of realized that it wasn't necessarily for me. I did a few sales roles here and there. And then last year I stumbled upon this job opening and I really loved after talking with Andrew, the guy that started this. Um, he really intrigued me, and I realized how much I owe to the coaches that have helped me throughout my lifetime. So here we are.
0: Yeah. Um. the The stories that you just shared uh, are not that uncommon. I think in in many professions, you know, obviously we talk to a lot of athletic directors, and you know, our aspiring athletic directors, uh, they they ask the question, "Well, how do you become an AD?" Uh, well, you just don't fall into that you know, big yeah. school or even small school AD position without mm-hmm. doing some of those other jobs, including, you know, jobs like you mentioned, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, food service or restaurant or sales, et cetera. Uh, but the it, you you touched on a great point, the experiences, uh, both practical and relational, um, you know, people skills that you develop in those jobs, you have to, uh, or you're yeah. not gonna survive, certainly pay big dividends down the road, Okay. Right? Yeah um let's go and uh, give a little bit of a tease uh you know you're currently um and, and again we talked about it, you just got a promotion with florida coaches coalition what is the florida coaches coalition just kind of broad brush strokes and then we'll take a deeper dive later on
1: so the florida coaches coalition to me is you know i didn't realize how underpaid the coaches here in florida actually are it's actually baffling to me So kind of coming in and realizing like they advocate for coaches to receive higher pay. So behind the scenes, Andrew's doing everything he can and talking to who he needs to talk to and kind of bringing on, you know, awareness of what's really going on. So the Florida coaches coalition, though, we do offer anything from mental health. Like we're an advocate for mental health and we try to provide that for coaches. We offer clinics and, all kinds of like furthering their development as coaches as well.
0: Yeah. And we're going to take uh, uh, like I said, more of a deeper dive into that when we come back uh, for our listeners, our guest today is Kelly Marcinic. She's currently the chief operating officer for the Florida coaches coalition. Uh, we're going to take another break. Please stay with us. This is the educational 80 podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to Gipper.com, see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. The kids today are on social media, and as an athletic director, you need to be meeting them where they're at. Gipper is going to help you create some great graphic messages that highlight your teams, your student-athletes, your coaches, even you as an athletic director. Go to Gipper.com. Mention our podcast, use our code ADPOD10, and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the parent company for an entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. You've got Snap Store, Snap Sponsor, Snap Connect, Snap Manage, and of course, there's Snap Raise. You can find all of these at snapraise.com we use their fundraising platform at my school with great success and so can you they've helped schools just like yours raise over 700 million dollars they even have a program where they're going to give you your funding before you actually start your fundraiser i don't think anybody else offers that go to snapraise.com and check them out today that's snapraise.com Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD podcast. Kelly, one of my favorite segments is when we ask our guests to share some of the mentors that they've had in their life. Uh, None of us get to where we're at on our own. You're certainly at the beginning of your journey, but uh, I'm going to guess there's some people that have helped you along the way. Who are some of the people you'd like to give a shout out to?
1: Um, Definitely my mother, of course. I think I lack in the area of thanking her for being the biggest mentor throughout my life. Um, and then overall, it would be honestly a lot of my coaches. Like, it's honestly, there's too hard to, too many of them to even name. But again, the biggest one I would say would be Coach Sunzel from Kennesaw State. I mean, we had a lot of similar things that have happened in our life that even connected us more. So he wasn't just a coach, like I said earlier, he was more like a father figure in my life. But I mean, throughout the years, so many different coaches that kind of took on that role after again, I was twelve when my father passed. So a lot of these coaches kind of stepped in as you know, bigger brothers or you know aunts, uncles, all that just kind of another parent like parent figure for me throughout my life that there's genuinely just too many to name
0: uh yeah the 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 coaches I can. Remember, like it's yesterday, you know, a junior high coach that uh, kind of kicked me in the butt <laughs> to, uh you know, helped straighten me out to uh, being a squirrely middle school kid. And then, you know, your high school coaches, the college coaches, they're still there. OK. And as you continue to grow in this profession, um, you're going to find more mentors and you are going to, mm-hmm. in turn, start mentoring that next generation. Yeah. Okay? Um, Let's go and just take that jump and go right into the Florida Coaches Coalition. Um, talk about some of the things that you have done for the organization, uh, some of the things that you're doing right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you have some big events coming up. Let's save that for the next segment. But again, for somebody who's brand new and doesn't know what it is, um, how did it develop? And uh, again, what are some of the things that you're doing right now with the organization?
1: hmm So it started in December of 21. Um, Andrew, he started it. He started this whole thing with kind of just a little idea. And then throughout the year, he put on a coach's clinic and kind of just wanted to grow it from there. So in December, when I came on board, obviously we've gone through some You know, it's it's challenging. It is a nonprofit, so getting that going and getting kind of the direction and getting people on board, it can be tough. So we've kind of you know taken some steps backwards to kind of like reevaluate everything that's going on here and how we can actually provide for these coaches. So again, when I started, I was the director of memberships, and it was it seemed kind of silly that we were charging a fee for these coaches to actually become members because. Our whole goal is to get them more paid more money, so if we're asking them to pay some of their money for us, it kind of, you know, it kind of like goes against what we're for. So we eliminated all of that, and once we did that, we actually saw a jump to I think I mean the last time I've asked the numbers, it was around like eighty six hundred members that subscribe to our newsletter and get all of our information. So. Through the last couple of months, we've been able to bring on a few sponsors that we're able to now like bring on those more resources to start pushing the coaches. So we're definitely still kind of in the building phase, but with what's coming up where that's our biggest focus for right now.
0: You know, uh, you you mentioned earlier uh, the state of uh, salaries uh, for coaches here in Florida, I'm going to guess um, many of our listeners in other states, you know, they're they're not making millions of dollars coaching, obviously, but um, do you have some, uh, and I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but uh, do you have some general data uh, about the current state of coaching salaries for high school coaches in Florida that you can share to kind of help amplify the, you know, why the Florida Coaches Coalition exists?
1: Yes. So I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty positive that majority of coaches, the average is around $1,500 for a semester. And so actually, actually, look, I do have some information. So Andrew, he's the one that he started in Brevard County. He kind of got them to raise, I guess, a little bit of the stipends. So in Brevard County, a head football coach with less than six years experience received about thirty seven hundred dollars stipend for the whole year. And he was able to raise it. I mean, obviously it's not significant, but to forty six hundred. So I don't know, yeah, it's they're making like a dollar eighty an hour, which overall, when I found that out, it was just shocking because as a coach, you're a lot more than a coach. You're a therapist. You're helping these kids get home sometimes using your own gas money. Some of these coaches pay for kids to eat even. And that's not you're not getting, you know, a company card for any of that. You're taking it all out of your own personal wallet and you're taking time from your own families at home. So to really put the emphasis on getting these coaches more of what they need like as opposed to like what they're doing in Texas and how they've elevated for those coaches so much in other big states, Georgia. All these coaches are leaving Florida to go to these bigger states. So it's unfortunate, but it's what we're trying to fix.
0: Yeah, and again, you brought up a couple of good points there. Uh, Dr. Andrew Ramjet, who is the county athletic director, I, I don't want to misspeak, Brevard County, okay, um, mm-hmm. has really uh, done a great job in his county of turning uh, this around and and raising, significantly raising, you know, coaching stipends for head coaches, assistant coaches, et cetera. Um, you know, there's many stories around the state of Florida, uh, probably in most districts, most counties where coaching stipends, we won't call them a salary, uh, coaching stipends, uh, have remained stagnant for 10 years, 15 years. Uh, I, I heard of one school where they had a, a state champion four time state champion soccer coach, uh, had been there 24, 25 years, the stipend had not changed a penny since he first became that coach there. Uh, And as you mentioned, there's so many other things that coaches do, you know, outside of the lines, you know, their um, mentors, their uh, mother and father figures, their counselors, uh, their chauffeurs, taking kids uh, Mm -hmm. uh, home that don't have rides, uh, you know, providing them with meals sometimes uh, because that's the reality of their life. Mm -hmm. Um, if we'll do this again at the uh, end of the podcast, but if one of our listeners wanted to find out more about the Florida coaches coalition, you know, what's the website. And if they wanted to reach out to you as the COO, how do they connect with you?
1: Yeah. So I did not realize until I took this job, how big Twitter is out there, especially for coaches. I was not one on Twitter ever. And that was one of the requirements that Andrew made me do. He, I had to get a Twitter and I, I think that's how I found you too. And all of this. Yeah. So I am occasionally on Twitter. I'm supposed to be on there more, but don't tell my, tell my boss, but to find more information about us, we are on at dot And then we are also on LinkedIn. We are getting our Instagram going as well, but again, it's part of the building, everything. So.
0: Yeah. That uh, Twitter uh address it's, it's actually pay p-a-y-f-l coaches pay f-l coaches got a pretty good following i think you're you know close to you know ten thousand followers mm-hmm. um and again uh, kelly and uh the florida coaches coalition are both on linkedin so mm-hmm. add them to your network um connect you've got a big uh, conference coming up we're gonna take a break and then we'll talk more about that um for our listeners uh, we're visiting today with kelly Marcinik. She's the chief operating officer for the Florida Coaches Coalition. You know, let's take that break. We'll be back with some more on the Educational 80 podcast. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets online, not just for athletic events, but for things like concerts school plays uh, school dances even graduation and the best part every step of the way you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support to you that's every step of the way go to hometownticketing.com and get started hometown ticketing simple and easy online ticketing we also want to thank wall of fame by vital signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The wall of fame is actually an interactive touch screen video console. That's going to highlight your school's top performers, both past and present in athletics, uh, academics, even the arts, but it's so much more than that. The wall of fame is an extensive content program that allows you to tell more compelling stories to better engage your audience. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards for all your sports or your school's Hall of Fame, go to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Check out their great products. And when you're ready to buy, use the link, vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get a nice little discount. That's Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Bring your school's legacy to life. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is the Educational AD Podcast. We're visiting with Kelly Marsenek of the Florida Coaches Coalition. Kelly, you talked about um, the educational activities that uh, Florida Coaches Coalition provides. I know you've got a big conference coming up. Share with our listeners what that is all about, when it is, and maybe how they can get involved. Mm-hmm.
1: So we haven't made the complete announcement yet, but yes, it will be our Coaches our conference will be august 19th in orlando florida the everything is kind of getting finalized and it should actually be out next week so you'll be able to go onto our website and then as well as our newsletter if you sign up for our newsletter we'll be sending out all information next week as well so you want to get your email in there but it is actually free for all coaches again we know We don't, that's what we're advocating for is for you guys to make, for coaches to make more money. So we wanted to do this as a free thing for coaches. The way we work is just off sponsorships. So even if any coaches out there, you know, have their own brand or company and wanted to bring more awareness to it, we're open to sponsorships as well. So you can find us on the website for that as well.
0: Um, I know it's a couple months off, but. Um, and I'm sure the agenda and the speakers are being finalized, but, uh, anything, uh, you know, any, uh, previews you can share, you know, what type of sessions, uh, you know, what sports might be covered, um, you know, just any, anything that's going to, you know, help, uh, nudge that, uh, listener to, uh, sign up for it.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I know a lot of people have asked us, are you doing like sports specific? So for this first one, we decided that we wanted to encompass all sports, As our first major event so as i even pull up the schedule um we're doing anywhere from you know talking about maximizing athlete performance to social media amongst you know players and coaches and how they can help their players then connecting with division one coaches that we're doing a mental health and coaching sub or subject then of course we're going to do the increasing coaching stipends in florida and like athletic directors how to fund your athletic program how to become a high school head coach and or athletic director so we're kind of touching on everything and we're actually offering i know this is a big thing for coaches in florida that they have to be cpr certified we also will have a company there is in attendance that is going to be doing it free for all coaches as well it'll be included so
0: Wow. Uh, I mean, great agenda without that, but that is huge because schools pay a lot of money for that CPR certification. I know we would do that uh, for all of our coaches, uh, which was, you know, we had probably close to 80 uh, in our entire school, uh, but, uh, and not all of them would need it, uh, but sometimes we do maybe 40 or 50 coaches along with all of our teachers. So that is fantastic. Okay. Great stuff. Kelly, that just sounds like a fantastic conference. Again, I, I'm excited. I put the date on my calendar. You know, August 19th, uh, all day event in Orlando. Um, one more time, what's the website? How can our listeners find out more about the Florida Coaches Coalition August Conference?
1: Yes, so it is the Florida. It's FloridaCoaches.com, and again, it's not on our website yet. It should be going live within the next week. Two, and they can watch out but there there will be teasers on twitter and instagram as well so just be on the lookout out. but it will be on our website
0: yeah check the website out and again that twitter is pay p-a-y-f-l coaches uh they'll certainly announce it in fact uh i'm looking at it right now there's a little blurb right there uh free for all florida coaches free admission free is a very good price Okay. our guest today is kelly marsinic she's the chief operating officer for the florida coaches coalition we're going to take another break i know that's shocking to our regular listeners but uh, please stay with us this is the educational 80 podcast we want to say thanks to a brand new sponsor district 1 i want y'all to go to district1.com for a better uniform experience that's district followed by w o n And you're going to feel like you've won because District 1 offers you fully custom premium uniforms. They also have on-time delivery in 20 business days or less. And here's one of the best things. You can order one-at-a-time replacements. You're not going to have to replace an entire set of uniforms when you only need to replace one or two. Stop dealing with late deliveries and visit district1.com. Once again, that's W-O-N on the back end. Click the team gear button for your free quote. That's districtone.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational 80 podcast. Kelly, one of the questions that that I've been asking our guests pretty much since we started the podcast has to do with this idea of coaching toughness. A hundred years ago, when I was in high school, uh, our coaches would say things like come on you got to be tough or come on you got to suck it up and i think we kind of knew what they meant and we did it in the many years since i was in high school uh, we've learned much better ways to communicate with our student athletes but i still think toughness is an important component of sports and of life so here's my question for you how can a ad or a coach help a uh, help a generation Z kid to develop toughness while also being aware of and and sensitive to the very real social, emotional challenges that they're going through today that I never had to go through way back in the seventies. Do you have any advice for us?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, even in my, it's been 10 years since I got out of high school, but the way that things have changed and, Coaches can't necessarily be as tough as they were on their players anymore. But I think what's also become such a big thing is, you know, when I was in high school, everybody always said, I wish I could, you wish that like a broken arm or broken leg that you could see what's going on like inside, like the mental mentality of a kid or what they're really dealing with at home. So I think where it really comes down for coaches or athletic directors is, you know, having, making sure that those coaches are having those conversations with kids. And, you know, if they see something's a little off, diving a little bit deeper and really finding those pain points. And that's how you find out something that took me a very long time to like figure out was how to actually effectively communicate with people. And even my teammates alone, I don't necessarily know. And I didn't know until recently, some things that my teammates were going through at the time. And I wish I did because it would have helped me better communicate with them. But as far as the toughness, it's I mean, there's things I go to spin class now and, you know, the instructors pushing you and they say, okay, you know, once you're at your breaking point, let's see how mentally tough you actually are. So and it's that pushing that extra mile and realizing. And then this day and age, I think apparently kids have to be rewarded a little bit more. So you know, when they are pushing and you see that they're pushing past their limits and they are really giving it them or giving their all, you know, it's being like, Hey, good job. Like it is sometimes it's just that reassurance that everybody needs. I know I need it, but I also remember that I got yelled at for a ball dropping on the ground and I'll never forget it. And I got kicked out of practice. So it made me a little bit more mental tough, but this day and age, I think it's really all about that connection that you have with your athletes just overall.
0: Yeah it's it's good to hear from someone that's uh, i guess a little bit closer to uh, generation Z actually a lot more closer <laughs> than I am but you're absolutely right you know building those connections uh, sometimes people call you know building the relationship um it's not only better for a student athlete and i think the coach's mental health but it's better for their performance they they perform better um you know those types of things just didn't exist back in my day and we, we knew our coaches, you know, cared about us, but we just didn't put it in, in, in that terminology, but building those connections. uh, So very good. Appreciate you sharing that Kelly. This has been really cool. Spending some time with you uh, getting to hear more about the Florida coaches coalition, but we're not done yet. Uh, We're going to take our final break. We're going to hear from athletic surveys who sponsor this next segment which is the Athletic Director's Toolbox. Now, you're not an athletic director, but you certainly know your way around the world of athletics. So after the break, we're going to come back. I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand-new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So uh, stay with us. Uh, We're going to take this final break, and then we're going to find out what Kelly Marsenick is going to put in her new Athletic Director Toolbox. We do want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and a very affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors typically only hear the complaints, that 2% that want to gripe about something, and we need to hear from them but we also need to hear from the 98% that really love and support our program. And that's where athletic surveys comes in. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We have been visiting with uh, a really cool guest, Kelly Marcinick. She's a former uh, Division I athlete, uh, very successful. Now she's the chief operating officer for the Florida Coaches Coalition. We hope you check that website out. But right now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let her put three things in the toolbox. So, Kelly. What three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox?
1: Mine's a little bit more, I guess, advice for these athletic directors. So like I kind of talked about it earlier, would be definitely like the emphasis on academics. Of course, your job there is sports. You're helping with, you're the athletic director, but the emphasis on academics that I didn't realize until a later point instead of the beginning, that's definitely something... I recommend for all of your players. Um, My second thing would be, I know since the beginning of time, football has been the main focus for a lot of, you know, schools. So really like putting a focus on all sports, even those little ones, the ones where you have the bowling club, or not to say that those are the little ones, but you know, a real big emphasis on all of the sports. And then of course we talked about connections, but My advice is, you know, having those round tables with leaders from each sport, you know, sitting down and talking about what do they need, what do they need from them, knowing that as the athletic director, they're not there to just organize everything, but they're there to like listen to what the players actually need rather than what they just come in and think that they need and worrying about all the adults around
0: Boy, uh, you you probably noticed I'm scribbling those things down. Uh, Great ideas. Um, I I love the the focus on all sports, you know, we've had that mentioned before, but I think it's one of those things that sometimes gets, um, you know, shuffled to the side. We assume it's going to happen. It's got to be, you know, another buzzword today. You got to be intentional about that. You got to support all the sports. And I love the, uh, the terminology you used about the round tables for your student athlete uh, leadership. Uh, you know, great, great idea. Uh, thanks for sharing those. Um, One, ex- <laughs> once again, uh, for our listeners. We've been visiting with Kelly Marcinik. Kelly, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, pick your brain a little bit more, what's the best way they can get a hold of you and add you to their network?
1: Definitely LinkedIn. I live on LinkedIn. I take full advantage of connections. That's a big thing these days. I think a lot of people, you really don't get anywhere in life without connections. So I love to connect with anyone and everyone. And I go I'll connect from CEOs to a little mom and pop. So anyone.
0: No. And, and for athletic directors, you probably heard me and many others say that probably this, the single biggest thing you can do to help you help your students, help your coaches is to expand your network because there's somebody out there that has dealt with the same challenge that you're dealing with right now. And I think you've got a great resource here, Kelly. Thanks so much for sharing with our listeners today. And all the best with the Florida Coaches Coalition and the big conference coming up in August.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's been fun. Oh, well, I had fun too. Mm -hmm. Um, For listeners, we do this just about every day and we upload the Zoom videos to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back next time for another great interview on the Educational AD Podcast.